It's a godly perspective. Welcome to Godly Perspective. My name is Mishu. My name is Rosa. My name is Lordling. And we are the Godly Perspective. <laughs> Woo welcome, welcome, guys. Uh, welcome to another episode of Godly Perspective, where equipped saints work in godly relationships. We hope you guys are doing well. And today we're coming back to you uh, to talk about singleness. And today's topic is singles by choice. So ladies, who are these people who are called singles by choice? Okay, Rodlin, you go first. Okay, so those who are called to be single by choice are those who, for the time being, are preferring and are choosing to be single because maybe they're not ready for marriage or they've gone through certain things in life and they've just made that inner decision. You know those inner decisions that we make and like, I'm not going to date. I'm going to forever be single, right? So those are those who are called to be single by choice. It's not really your calling. It's just something that you've chosen to do because of something you've gone through or um, a phase of life you are currently in. That sounds about right. Yes. Yeah, that sounds about right. And also people who are like singles by choice, uh, there's a few categories. There are those people who have been in past relationships that could be dating relationships or marriage and they have been hurt so bad and because of mm -hmm. their experience they have given up or they have decided that they do not want to continue on this journey of um sharing their lives with somebody else or being yeah. in love with someone yeah no i think that um that pretty much sums it up i think that sometimes when we go through trauma our automatic response um, and I think human response is to say that whatever that was, I never want to encounter that again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's oftentimes out of self-preservation. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily that it's a bad thing to want to preserve yourself. But um, we get to this place where when we come to God, we want to make sure that every part of us is submitted to the foot of the cross. Even our inner vows, yep. you know, mm -hmm. um, there's so many different kinds of inner vows that we can make. And that is one that I actually had made at one point in my life. I was like, I don't think I'm going to be married. I think I'll just continue to be single. But part of it was because I was afraid of heartbreak and right. I had felt like it's easier for me to be single. It's mm -hmm. easier for me to resist. Um, right. to, it's easier for me to take the path of least resistance, mm -hmm. the yeah. path that doesn't require me to yeah. take any risks, mm -hmm. and it's safer. And so that's what I had decided. Hmm. Um, you know, I just thought about another category of people who decide to be, to be single, and these are people who have gone through um, experiences by just ask, watching their parents or the patterns in their family. And they realize like in their family, either their parents did not have a great marriage, it was an abusive marriage, or their father was not a good example, their mother was not a good example. And because of that trauma or that disappointment, they make that decision of, 
I don't want to ever get married because if this is <laughs> what marriage is all about, I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to take part of it. So yeah, um, so I think, yeah, that's another, <laughs> it's interesting because we have never talked about this group of people. It just occurred to me as Rosa was speaking. Uh, but yeah, that's, that could be another, another group of people because I know at some point in my life, um, I've always wanted to get married, but at some point in my life, I was like, ah, listen, if marriage is all about this because of the examples I was seeing around me, they were not, um, you know, they were not godly examples. They were not godly marriages. And um, honestly, just looking at my family, there's a lot of pattern of marriages not standing or marriages not lasting. And um, I was like, no, if this is all about marriage, I don't want it. I don't want to take part of it. Uh, but I can see how it could have been so easy for me to actually make that decision or be like, you know what? I'm done. I don't ever want to do this. But yeah, but thank God that's not where I am right now. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm called to be married. But then, you know, you still have to make that choice of like, okay, do yes. I go with God's will for my life? Mm -hmm. Or do I go by what I'm seeing or I have mm -hmm. seen? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's easy for us to do what comes natural to us. Mm -hmm. It's easy for us to do what is safe for us. Mm -hmm. right. um, but then the question is, are we called to safe? Or are we called to take risks? The Christian right. walk is about taking right. risks. And mm -hmm. sometimes those risks are not even calculated. Right. You know? Right. You analyze every angle of it, and you know that God is in it, but it doesn't make any sense, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I'm not right. saying to be stupid. Look, I know some people who have got into relationships and you're just like, everybody's saying, don't date this guy. Mm -hmm. Or you're just moving too fast and they do it anyway, you know. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that, you know, there are people who, like Mishu described for herself, you absolutely don't want anything to do with relationships because of hurt and because of pain. Um, maybe this will be a heavier episode than we anticipated, <laughs> but <laughs> if that's you, I believe that, um, God wants to heal you and he wants to take away the fear. The Bible talks about how we're not meant to make decisions out of fear. As children of light, we are not driven by fear because fear comes from the pits of hell. So if you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Yahweh, your choices when it comes to living in the light are very limited. It, your, your choices are, I want what God wants. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, um, I think like what's coming to me, like what just Rosa was just saying, is that our choice as women of God, as people of God, as the people, the citizens of Zion, our choice needs to be his response. It's not my response, right? It all comes back to, I want my response to be your response, God. And um, I, I recognize that sometimes it all comes back to this fight or flight scenario, right? Where it's something, you go through something, totally. you see something, something happens, and it's, well, am I going to fight or am I going to, f to flight and just flee and run the scene and just run away? But uh, the, 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 the bottom line of it is that w what we choose, unless we are 
so in tune and as Rosa said on IG today in the ebb and flow of God unless we are in that space we are walking in self-preservation and self-preservation is not the Christian way the Christian way is to surrender and to sacrifice and to lay it all down over and over and over and over and over again and I think that's one of the things that I love about Paul especially in the book of the in the book of Corinthians he speaks about the way of always surrendering, always sacrificing, always looking to be in the bleeding position as opposed to the self-preservation position. And I think um, there will come a time, even in our walk with God, where God's response to us will be um, flight, self-preservation. But that self-preservation is not in the way we look at it. It's more a self-preservation that is saying that um, this, the, the fruit that has been going in you is yet to be, it's in its crucial, critical, um, um, tender moment. And right now we need to safeguard it. And usually I find that when God calls us into the spaces of self-preservation, our safety nets are calling us to fight. And so I think the bottom line is, um, oh God, it just still comes down to this space of being quiet enough. I mean, this is a choice. And so my question to whoever is listening, whoever has made, taken this decision is, um, did God call you to make this decision? Are you making this decision because God has told you not in this season? In this season, I want you to be by yourself with me. Or are you taking this decision because of something you have gone through? And is this decision preventing you or being an obstacle in your own healing, in your own growth, in your own progression, in your own purpose? What is this decision costing you? Because it's either costing you something or it's gaining you something. So what is it? Every time that we say no to God, we're saying yes to something else. Yes. And I think that sometimes we don't want it to be either or. We don't want it to be black and white. And we try to make it so that there's so much gray, you know. But sometimes the gray is not um, God. Sometimes the gray is us. If we are, if God is saying, give me your heart and every possibility that comes with that, and you're saying, I'll give you everything except for this area, then we become our own God's. And I know that sometimes in Christianity, we like to make certain things religious. We like to make church on a Sunday, we're religious. We like to make, you know, whatever, serving religious. But our relationships are also part of who we are. God created us for relationships. He created us to enjoy relationship. And remember, most people are called to marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you look at the ratio of people who were single um, by calling versus those who were single, uh, or sorry, those who are married, most people are called into a committed monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we can go on and on and talk about how, you know, men are not maturing as early and they don't have mentors and everything and that causes a whole host of other problems but I think what we are trying to say is those of us who have seen bad things or experienced terrible things and have made inner vows we just need to make it a point to ensure that our lives are still a mirror of what God wants for us mm -hmm. and not what right. we want for ourselves right. 
Because that mm-hmm. never, li- it never, all it does is stunt our growth. Exactly. Wow. Yes. Um, I completely agree with you girls. Um, but the thing with being single by choice, um, um, I know I have seen people, some of like my friends who have had um, their fathers passed away and their mothers have decided that, um, even actually in my own family, they've decided, you know what, I don't want to get married. I'm done with this. And they have, you know, put that blocked off. And later I've been thinking, I'm like, wow, what if this person you're actually, you know, called to get married and you're not fulfilling that purpose because, you know, you are a divorcee or your spouse has passed away, you are you are a, a widow and you completely miss that out. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. Like a Ruth, right? (laughs) Right? Yeah, Ruth. Ruth had every reason to be like, yeah, I'm done. Like, I have been impacted by famine. I've experienced death. You know, not only that, I've seen so much death around me. I have every reason to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. But she opened up her heart to someone who she was actually a lot older than her, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She opened up her heart to somebody who um, she actually didn't really know that well, but she knew of his reputation. And mm, she right. trusted God that if he was leading her in this direction, that this would be redeeming not only for her, but for Naomi. Mm-hmm. And as a result, mm-hmm. she wasn't the only person that was impacted. The line of Jesus ran right through her. Right. So how right. much do we miss out on right, right. because we've made inner vows? Ah! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Imagine, how can we encourage people around us who have made that decision of, you know, remaining single the rest of their lives, Um, even though maybe that's not what God is calling them to? But, you know, it's their choice because you can't really force somebody to make a decision for anything they don't want to do. But how do we kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how to say this, guys. (laughs) Bring them along. Yes. Hmm. Rodlin. Okay, I don't know. Just the theme that just keep, keeps coming to my mind and won't go is a story. I feel like um, sometimes we kind of look at our lives and I'm, I, there's a spiritual connection to it. I get that. But sometimes I, f- I personally feel that we tend to look at our lives and the lives of our family as one big continuing story, which... In truth, in a very small part, it is a continuing story. But that's all it is. It's a story. It's a continuing story. And when we fail to recognize that it's not just a continuing story, but it's an ever-evolving, progressing work of art, we cheapen the, 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 the work or the masterpiece that God is creating with our specific lives. I mean, if God wanted your, if he wanted you to relive um, what has been or what seems to be coming into your generational line, which is in fact what it is, an intrusion into the plan of God, if he really wants that to happen, he would have just recreated a time loop with your parents in it, 
and with whoever you've seen in it, and it would just keep on repeating. But the fact that you are born, the fact that your eyes have been opened to see this is an invitation from God to you to be the one that breaks the chain, that breaks the key, because they've been through yes, it, you have not. And so you have the legal mm -hmm. grounds, you have the authority, you have the power, and you have the backing Mm -hmm. of heaven to stand in the mm -hmm. gap and to wage warfare and to break some things that need to be broken and the fact that mm. we don't is really um a slap in the face on the hand of god that is trying to mm -hmm. not just continue the story but actually reveal the story and that, that's one thing that just comes to me. And so if this is you and you are going through that and you've been, we've, what, what it really is, you've been battling this decision that you've made and battling your heart's desire to trust God and to cling to God and to actually have your eyes transformed so you can see the goodness that God has for you and your descendants and your family, then one thing that I would say is you need to go on a strict diet of trust in God. That's one thing that you need to work on. You need to feed yourself with every resource that will build up not just faith in God, but will build up in you a complete, dependent, constant, evolving, trusting trust in God. I totally agree with Rodalyn because um, as also as Rosa said, if you really look at Ruth, if she would have made uh, the decision of, you know, let me remain single because all these things that have just happened to me, um, she would have missed out on the honor of having Jesus Christ come through her bloodline, you know? Right. And if you go back, interesting, if you go back, there were two women. There is Ruth and, is it Oprah, Oprah, or... What's her name again? Opa. Her, Opa. The moment she decides to walk away, we don't hear of her. We don't even know if she made it out. We made right. it home. We don't even know what happened to her. She just made that decision of remaining single the rest of her life or wherever she decided to, to go back to her land and to her parents' house. And that was it. We never hear nothing of her. What if, mm -hmm. you know, there was something God had planned ahead for her, but she missed out on it. So that's right. one thing I would like to leave you guys with by making that decision. I, I do want to say one thing, though, before we go, mm -hmm. that occurred to me. Mm. Um, the thing to remember also, if you are struggling with this concept, is that there are parts of you that will never be tapped into without other people. Mm -hmm. Right. There are parts of you that will never be there, reservoirs and wells within you that only certain people, and God has done that on purpose. Mm -hmm. There's only certain people that can bring those things out of you. There only um, are certain spouses that can bring those things out of you. Mm -hmm. So if God has exactly. called you into marriage and you are resisting that, then just know that your potential will always be capped. The ability right. to reach your fullest will always be capped. Right. And he does that on purpose to force us and drive us into fellowship and into community. That's all. So I guess our time is up. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we thank you for joining us today on this episode. We just want to thank somebody, actually somebody very special to us, our very own producer, Jerome Sowell. We want to Jerome. thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for producing our episodes. Guys, if you need anything of Jerome, concerning audio engineering, Please hold out at Jerome. His email is 
uh, jeromeso at gmail.com. And uh, please follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is godlyperspective.ministry. Our Facebook is Godly Perspective. And if you have any questions you'd like to email us, uh, our email is askus.gp at gmail.com. Until next time, we're out. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.